Good morning, Piles. Friday, doorstep of the weekend. Jim with Cake today from the Bozarth Miller Chevrolet Buick Studios. The most trusted name in automobiles. Great to have you along today. Busy, busy show. Previewing a championship weekend. Sunday starts at noon right here on the Team Sports Network. Your predictions on that today. Also, we hear from uh, Delta coach Rob Ames. Our uh, Highway 50 Game of the Week over in the Monkey has the Delta Panthers boys and girls at Basalt tonight. Coverage starts at 5.15 with the girls uh, tipping off right around 5.30. So uh, you'll hear from Rob Ames, also another one of our, actually a couple of our uh, Fruit of Monument uh, Hall of Fame inductees, Kayla Marquardt, who won two state singles tennis championships. Uh, he'll join us at 9.40 this morning. And then Bud Merez, who was the first ever Fruit of High School slash Fruit of Monument state wrestling champion the first of many the first of yeah many at fruit of monument high school fruit of, and then fruit of monument high school don't want to get into trouble with the fruit of high school grads because they do not look at it the same way you so, went, it's a little bit of a bugaboo you either went to you went to fruit of high school or you went to fruit of monument so we'll have uh, that coming up uh, later on I had a chance to talk to, to Bud Morez. We'll talk with Caleb Marquardt. And also, um, you have the chance to talk with the Mac Attack with Mac, yes. Mac Rineker, your uh, reigning RMAC Defensive Player of the Year, your RMAC Defensive Player of the Week. And, times four. Yeah, times four. And um, a big win tonight, seventh-ranked Colorado Mesa, eighth-ranked Fort Lewis over at Brownson Arena tonight. Uh, you'll have that one, and it should be a – uh, a heck of an evening, the Blizzard and Brownson, presented by Coca-Cola. So it should be a packed house tonight. Oh, yeah. Over at uh, Brownson for the Maverick basketball teams, taking on their rivals out of the south, the Fort Lewis Skyhawks. Well, it's something else to uh, to note as well as, you know, reading some of the pregame notes that the wonderful folks at CMU SID office put together. Mason Rowland is going up against, on the women's side, Mason Rowland's going up against the hometown college right because you know she was a world-class athlete at durango high school and fort lewis uh is in durango and i i will say this fort lewis how do you let that slip through (laughs) slip through the cracks exactly yeah exactly so uh yeah that's apparently mason just wanted to Get out of town. A lot of a lot of kids do. They played her entire high, you know, her high school career there. Had an incredible career where she was the the player of the year in the Southwestern League in basketball, soccer, and volleyball. I just still blows my mind. I know that uh, that she was able to win player of the year in all three of those sports. And as good as the Southwestern League is, that is that's uh, a true testament to the uh, athletic ability of one Mason Rowland. Exactly. So. Um, We'll have that interview uh, that you did with uh, with Mac Rineker uh, coming up uh, later on this morning. Uh, also, we'll play Where in the World is Tyler Franzen. So uh, we'll have that for you as well. So it's a busy show today. And uh, watch predictions on uh, Championship Sunday. Who's going to be in the Super Bowl? Who's it going to be? Does Kansas City get there again? And what might be Andy Reid's... Final time coaching the Chiefs? Have we... I mean... We keep hearing the speculation. But, like, where's it coming from, though? That's what... Unless and until I hear it from the man himself. So Kool-Aid Man says, 
I'm done. Until I am the walrus says I am retired. I'm not going to count anything out. Until he takes his nuggies and leaves KC. Exactly. How about some of those nuggies? Yeah, I'm not going to believe it either. You know, the, the rumors have been swirling. And, and Andy Reid, you know, the speculation from guys like Adam Schefter on ESPN that um, the reason why that uh, Bill Belichick wasn't hired by the Falcons because they hired Raheem Morris, L.A. Rams defensive coordinator. And one time Atlanta Falcons head coach yeah. previously. That, uh, that Belichick's holding out to be Andy Reid's successor in Kansas City. That's according to Adam Schefter. Um, that that's where some of this is coming from. Andy Reid's 65. So it's not like Andy Reid is Bill Belichick at, you know, age 72. He's seven years younger. And right now, Reid is the oldest active head coach in the NFL at this moment. With Pete Carroll maybe looking for a job, possibly Bill Belichick. Reid has shut down retirement rumors when he's asked by reporters for the Chiefs wildcard weekend victory over Miami. I haven't even thought about that. I'm thinking about one thing. I figured that would come up when you guys were asking these questions. I'm old, but I'm not that old. So there might be these rumors swirling, but it doesn't seem like Andy Reid's thinking about it. And I don't blame him because... And that, that's the thing, right? Belichick going to the Chiefs to succeed Andy Reid is kind of like when Kevin Durant went to Golden State. <laughs> you know? It just feels like it's... it's You can't call it cheating. And if anyone knows about cheating, it's Bill Belichick. Um, but, oh, you know, wow. but it feels... Hey, am I wrong? Well, but, it, but it feels Bill, like... Bill has skirted the rules in his uh, career. We'll, we'll put it that way. Spygate. Deflategate. Well, that was more Brady, but whatever. You know, again, going to the arguably premier team in the NFL the last six years to be their next head coach when you're Bill Belichick, when you're already, you know, at the top of your game, it feels like it feels like it's not really that much of a challenge. You know what I mean? And maybe at 72, he doesn't want a challenge. And that's why he I, didn't want to take the Panthers' job. That's why he wants a team that's ready to win right now. And here's the, here's the thing, though. As great as the resume is for Bill Belichick. And it's pretty great. It's pretty great. You know, closing in on Don Shula for the all-time wins, six Super Bowl victories. I, I, and I've, I've touched on this before. Maybe teams are just going, yeah, the way Bill does things, it worked for a long time. But maybe it doesn't work anymore. Maybe his total control of, of running, scouting, of free agency, of, of being the general manager, essentially, that doesn't fit with what we want to do. And maybe the way he does, the Patriot way he does things doesn't work in 2024. 
And maybe they also view that, you know, he did have the greatest quarterback of all time, in a lot of people's opinion, in Tom Brady. Uh-huh. And just maybe, maybe that that wave is crested. Maybe that time has come to an end. And then maybe Bill Belichick, as a head coach, GM, if that's what Bill is insistent upon, of like Parcells, his mentor, buying the groceries, that that maybe that doesn't fit with people. And they're just like, well, yeah, we get what you've done, Bill, but we don't think the way you've done in the past is going to work for us now in 2024 and moving forward. And maybe that's where the reluctance lies. I mean, I don't, I don't know how strongly Belichick has demanded control of personnel decisions. I don't know that when he talked to Falcons. He met, right. with, him. He met with him twice. So you're thinking, okay, well, that's that's a young team that just needs to kind of figure out what they're going to do at the quarterback spot. And it seemed like, okay, it's East Coast-ish. Right. In a very soft division. That it, it kind of set up well for Belichick to be the guy there. Until he wasn't. Until it's Raheem Morris. Again. And so... Part two. Now, uh, what I, what I want to know is... I thought Morris was the Bucks coach. Well, so he he was the Bucks coach. That's right. And then he was there. That's right. Then he was in Atlanta. And then when... That's right. When, I, forget, I forget the the track record of Raheem Morris of where he's been. and He's kind of been everywhere. He's well, only 47. Yeah, Falcons coach 2021, and then the Bucks. It says coach here. It doesn't say head coach. He was their interim head coach. Yeah, so, yeah, interim head coach, but, you know. But still head coach. Still, you know, kind of. You still had the job yeah. for yeah. however many weeks. But now he is the official anointed the head coach. Big cheese. I, I just wonder if people just don't think Belichick has it anymore. Can I throw out something completely out of left field? Sure. Because I was thinking about this, right? We, we've been hearing talk about what Coach Prime wants to do in terms of defensive coordinator position. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I want to bring oh, an no. NFL guy. Oh, no. bring... <laughs> okay. What if okay. Coach Prime gets on the phone with Bill Belichick? Okay. It says, okay, <laughs> say the words, say the words you're dying to say, say them, say the crazy thing you're going to say. Well, I come over to Coach Bold, Bill. Well, Brian, oh. You'll be in charge uh, of the whole darn defense. Yeah, I'd like to be in charge of the whole darn team. You know, it's, that's what I do. Uh, Bold is so beautiful, though, man. Uh, you can get uh, out of New England. But but my my boat's on the it's on the coast. I, I don't I don't I don't I don't know I don't know. Like I said, how about, how about you? How about I'll be the head coach and you can be the assistant head coach. <laughs> and can we move Boulder closer to the East Coast? Is that possible? Can like we, I said, we, like I said. Can we can we move the state of Colorado closer to the East Coast? Is that doable? If you can do that, then then I'm in. There's a lot of things that we can or cannot yeah. do. You know, if, you could, if you could do that, count me in. 
I'm just saying. He's not. He's not gonna. I know. I know. I know. I know. Really, tinfoil hat guy. That's gonna be another new nickname. Tinfoil. (laughs) Tinfoil. Really? Bill Belichick is gonna go be the Buffs defensive coordinator. Oh. Wouldn't that I, be hilarious, I, I, though? I, I've, got to, I've got to give you high marks for coming up some of the most creative, insane BS <laughs> that I've heard anybody slang in a while. Well, for real, though, there was actual talk about Vic Fangio maybe coming to Boulder. Being Why? Be- Why would Vic do that? Why? Why? Uh, for the same reason... <laughs> I, that you would take any coaching job at a high level. I think we just assume the allure of Coach Prime or the allure of a Bill Belichick is far greater than what it actually is. And that's just it right there. I just just think it's... uh, I think we like to think these things. In the case of Belichick, he's actually built a resume that deserves that allure. 100%. Coach Prime is not yet. It's not there yet. It's getting there. He's making steps in terms of his maturation as a Division One college football coach. Yes. Um, we'll get to the violation stuff later, but yeah, uh, yeah none of it's not the, the the worst thing was the seven guys that were that they thought was they were in the transfer portal at that event in May that weren't. I mean, it's it's there's not this incredible it's not an smu death penalty situation it's not a it's, it's uh, not that it's not that bad it's, it's not, not a either. harbaugh and connor stallions yeah it's nothing like that at all nothing like that at all it's all at like level three i think five of them are level three minor violations but that's a good one though i'm 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 impressed that's a good one bill belichick to be the buffs defensive coordinator you know there's I mean, someone out there that genuinely thinks that, though, I mean, right? Imagine, imagine Bill, or imagine, yeah, Bill Belichick with Shiloh going to Fashion Week in Paris, his starting safety not being at meetings, which Coach Prime has responded to, by the way. He responded to all that. You know, they, we just give our guys opportunities to do things. Like, we had a coach that I said, go home to, to have, you know, you know, celebrate your kid's birthday. Go home to do that. You don't have to be at these meetings. He might say that, but I, I just wonder if there was some red shirt sophomore wide receiver that says, hey, coach, my girlfriend wants me to go on this trip with her. Can I miss the meetings? And coach Prime's like, sure, go ahead, man. Go ahead. Have a good time. Or what are you talking about? Yeah, go on that trip. But when you come back, don't expect to have a spot on this roster. I just, I still, he, he might, you know, we like to give our guys opportunities. We give them opportunities. They didn't have to be here. But it also happened to be your kids, though, too. They got these opportunities to go to Paris to model for Pharrell Williams' clothing line. Just, how convenient is that? I don't know. I, no, I, I know. And still, then still, no, he, he can try to explain it away as much as he wants. And it's not like it's going to be a thing that destroys the buffs chances in the big 12 or any nonsense like that. But it just goes to show it's, it there's is, hypocrisy that goes on there. You know, you know what though? I, it's, it's one of those things where 
you hate the hypocrisy. You hate this sort of double standard, right? Like, well, how come Shador Sanders gets to do this, but not say his backup? Or how come Shiloh gets to do this, but, you know, not any of the other safeties? Well, according to Coach Prime, if anybody wanted to go do anything, they didn't have to be there. And I, I throw the BS flag on that. I, I do too, but, but here's the thing. If you buy the ticket, you ride the this, ride. This is what you get. This is what. You if know, you're you going mm-hmm. to dance with the devil, you might as well leave. pale moonlight. Yeah. You know. You, you, you Coach Prime the devil? No. No, no, no. Okay. Don't, don't, don't you do that. Yeah. I'm just... What I'm saying is, is if you're going to. You're going you're gonna to get the good and the bad with, with Deion Sanders. Everything that you get. You're going to get yeah. everything. You're going to yeah. get, you know, and, and he's said as much himself. When you're in as much of a spotlight as he brings upon himself and the rest of this program, the light also accentuates your blemishes. And he knows that. And he, he, he probably knows more, more than anybody the look that it presents when we're into, yeah. you know, we're into spring meetings or or whatever, and oh yeah, this happens to be during Paris Fashion Week, you're, doesn't you're, it? Your kid, your your kids, starting quarterback, starting safety, two key guys are off in Paris, and it's well, but anybody could be. If anybody asked me, they they could be gone. They didn't have to be there, and that that was kind of the reaction. I'm like, really. Really, I I question it. Anyway, neither here nor there. Neither here nor there. So um, coming up, we'll have uh, what's happening with Comwest. Uh, but your uh, predictions for the weekend: Chiefs go to Baltimore, M and T Bank. Can they get it done against Lamar and the Ravens? Got it done on the road at Buffalo last week. Thanks to Tyler Bass. Wide right. Oh, okay. <laughs> get the get a little shivers every time you hear wide right in Buffalo. If Debo Samuel can't go, how much are they going to miss him? They're going to miss him a lot. But they, <sighs> they, they still have weapons, though. I was going to say, Brandon Ayuk and Christian McCaffrey are, are pretty good. And George, George Kittle's not uh, he ain't no chop spring liver. chicken either. Yeah, he's not too bad. He's pretty good. But a lot of criticism about Purdy, about you know the ball slipping out of his hands and a wet game last weekend against Green Bay. I'm telling you. Now, you know, he's now kind of considered, it's funny, the, the stock up, stock down on Brock Purdy just floors me. Either he's the next Tom Brady or the greatest quarterback of our generation or there's a reason he was the last pick in the draft. Yeah, exactly. Or he's the thing that's going to keep the Niners from going to a Super Bowl. And he's... There's he's no the in between. And he's the worst quarterback in the league. And there's nothing he can do about it except just go out on the field and do just, what he does. Just play. That's all he can do. Because he's damned if he does and damned if he doesn't, yeah. you know? I just, I just remarkable to me how much his stock goes up and down this season. That's the thing, right? It's like if, if the 49ers go out and win Sunday, for Brock Purdy, it's, well, he, you know, you were expected to do that because that, that's the yeah. team you're on. You know, right. you, you, you're on a team that's expected to 
if they go out and lose, and let's say that it's not even necessarily Brock Purdy's fault. Let's say it's Jared Goff leading a game-winning touchdown drive or whatever. And you're going, well, you know, could Brock Purdy have converted this third down or could they have done well, this differently? You know, again, well, it's, it's like the Josh Shallon thing. Exactly. It's Josh Shallon now is, oh, he's the thing that keeps the Bills from getting to a Super Bowl. No, he's the guy that helps put them in contention for a Super Bowl. And I might criticize him going to the end zone on that one play where they had to ultimately kick the field goal and not, right. not throw into the, the shallow cross. But that's but, Josh Allen. But, but that's but that he's not the reason they lost the game, though. That, that he's not the reason. And if you're gonna get Josh Allen, guess what? You're gonna get Josh Allen. Yeah. He's not the. I'm gonna check to the shallow crosser. He's the. I want the home run. I want the touchdown. But, but there are times, though, like I've said, like the gambler got no when to hold him, no one to fold him. Right. No one to hit the shallow cross and pick up the first down, and get Bass closer or put it in the end zone. But but he's not the reason they lost though. That didn't help. But that's he's not the reason they lost anyway. So uh, your predictions, of course, it all starts uh, Sunday, championship Sunday for the NFL right here on the team at noon this Sunday. All right, seven twenty one, and it's time for what's happening. And it's brought to you by Comwest, your technology partner. They help business owners grow their business by providing quality, reliable, personalized technology solutions that support and secure their business technology consistently and professionally. One call, one team, one goal, helping your business grow. Backup and disaster recovery, they've got you covered. Also, cybersecurity, surveillance, and a new business phone system. Call Nathan and Comwest today at 970-242-8142 or go to comwestcorp.com. All right, lead things off with the Nuggets. It was... Not a pretty night last night. Oh, God, no. Whew. When you pull all your starters by the end of the third quarter because you are getting your took yeah. us whooped. Yeah, 11-day road trip, final game of it, and the Nuggets uh, wrapped up their East Coast road trip with a 122-84 thumping by the Knicks Thursday night in New York. Nikola Jokic left the game after getting poked in the eye, and we'll talk more about that coming up, uh, but returned to lead Denver with 31 points and 11 rebounds. After the game, Coach Michael Malone says, Several things led to the loss. Combination of their defense, combination of us um, just maybe not being ready to play the way we needed to, uh, combination of this being the last day of an 11-day road trip. I think you put all that into the blender, and uh, tonight is what you get. Jalen Brunson pays New York with 21 points. Denver drops to 31-15 and 15 and went 3-2 and two on the road trip. Another Nuggets news, Jokic was named a starter to the Western Conference All-Star team. He joins LeBron James, Kevin Durant, Luka Doncic, and Shea Gilgis-Alexander. It's Jokic's sixth straight All-Star Game selection. He led the player in media voting, was second in the fan voting to uh, LeBron James. Also, Nuggets in action against Philadelphia tomorrow. They rematch with uh, Joel Embiid. Uh, Three o'clock for that one tomorrow on the Team Sports Network. Uh, Coach Prime, the cover of Buffalo's football team, has self-reported 11 NCAA violations. The Denver Post reports that five of the violations are minor or level three violations. The biggest infraction was when the Buffs hosted a postgraduate camp on May 30th for high school graduates and transfers. Seven players who attended that uh, had not yet entered the transfer portal in schools unaware they had not entered. None of the violations brought serious penalties. NFL head coaching news, according to the NFL Network. Atlanta Falcons are expected to hire Raheem Morris as their next head coach. He was the L.A. Rams defensive coordinator most recently. It was Atlanta's interim head coach in 2020. Carolina Panthers have also hired a head coach. ESPN's Adam Schefter reporting the team is hiring Bucks offensive coordinator Dave Canales to be their next head coach. Hey, how about that? All right. Good luck, Dave. 
Good luck with that, Dave. Rockies fans are celebrating the selection of former first baseman Todd Elton into the Baseball Hall of Fame after he got the call on Tuesday. Got over to Rockies radio play-by-play voice Jerry Schimmel says that Helton's numbers at Coors Field made his Hall of Fame selection worthy, but his road numbers should also have quieted the doubters. I think people for a long time thought there was that Coors Field bias. I think when you break him down, look at his road numbers, the road numbers are better than a lot of current Hall of Famers, and now he's one of them. Schimmel is on the Jim Davis Show. Helton will join former teammate Larry Walker and former Rockies manager Jim Leland when he's inducted July 21st at Cooperstown, New York. Tonight, the Blizzard and Brownson brings a top-10 matchup to Grand Junction. The Cowder Mesa men's basketball team faces Fort Lewis in a battle of the 7th and 8th-ranked teams, respectively. Mavs redshirt guard, a junior guard, Mac Rinnaker says tonight's game is a good litmus test for the rest of the season. It's going to be a good check to see where we are at, not only the RMAC, but to see how good we are against the top 10 matchup again. We did get a loss against West Texas, who I think is ranked number one right now, right before Christmas. So I know that we've been working on some stuff since then. Fort Lewis, who is very talented this year, will be a great time and be very fun to watch. Before the men's game, the Maverick women host the Skyhawks. Colorado Mesa's 8-3 and three in the RMAC, while Fort Lewis is 7-4. and four. The Mavs bring the fifth-ranked scoring offense in the league and the second-best defense. Skyhawks are seventh-best in the RMAC in offense. Fourth in defense, Mavs coach Taylor Wagner says one player they'll need to guard closely is Lene Billy. Lene Billy, she's a phenomenal defender. She has 57 steals on the year, and she's another guard. You know, we kind of talked about Mason going to the free throw line. She gets to the free throw line a lot. We've got to do a great job on her and just kind of keeping her in check and not let her go off on us. Mavs and Skyhawks tonight at the Blizzard and Brownson. Coverage starts at 515. Women tip it at 530 minutes, 730. Tonight it's brought to you on the Team CMU Sports Network by Ken Richards State Farm. Uh, East Valley rivals met on the hardwood Thursday night as Central hosted Palisade in girls and boys basketball. The Warrior girls won their sixth straight game and beating the Bulldogs 68-54. Central improves to 8-8 eight eight with the win while Palisade slips to 11-6. The Warrior boys completed the sweep for Central with their 38-37 victory over the Bulldogs. The Warriors moved to 9-7 overall. Palisade drops to 6-11. Grand Junction hosted Glenwood Springs with the Tiger girls losing 40-28 to to fall to 4-12. Grand Junction boys defeated Glenwood 45-33. to They are now 12-5 on the season. And Palisade won their final home wrestling duel of the season with a 46-12 to victory over Grand, over Grand Valley. Bulldogs Tegan Young, Caden uh, Mulford, uh, Brady Russell, Lane Holland, Judah Steele, and Angelo Garente all won by pin for Palisade last night. And that's... What's happening? Brought to you by ComWest, your technology service partner. If you need IT help today, call ComWest at 970-242-8142 or go to comwestcorp.com. All right, 727, uh, predictions on uh, NFL Championship Sunday. Does Andy Reid retire when it's done? Is Andy Reid just going, oh, my focus is just on right now. But in the back of his mind, he's going, oh, I think I'm done. The comments from him certainly don't sound like a guy that's done. No. He's like, I'm, again, I'm old. I'm 65, but I'm, I'm not that old. I think he still has a great passion for it. And he's gone from being a guy that could never get the Eagles out of the NFC Championship game to a Super Bowl to a guy that's become one of the, the very best coaches in the National Football League. And right now is the senior statesman of NFL coaches. And has arguably the best quarterback he'll ever have or, you know, has ever had. Exactly. In one uh, Patrick Mahomes. All right, so 728, text or call. We'd love to hear from you today on the team line, 970-242-1340.
You're listening to The Jim Davis Show on the team. 101 FM, 1340 AM, Grand Junction. Welcome back, 731. Jim along with Cake. Predictions on... The AFC-NFC Championship Games this weekend starts at noon on Sunday. Uh, RJ and Delta, 102.1 FM. Uh, Jim Cake, this just in. Belichick will probably sit this year out. He can wait for the right situation since the current teams have little interest in his services. Even with Coach Prime on the bat phone. I can see Belichick sitting it out. I can. I could seriously see him starting a podcast with Nick Saban. And I think I would, and I would totally listen to it too. I I just, I just think that now that when Brady left and he won a Super Bowl at Tampa, the people went, oh, 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 maybe old TB12 had more to do with all those titles than, than Bill wanted us to believe. Maybe the Patriot way wasn't exactly the number one reason why the Patriots won six Super Bowls. Maybe Tom Brady had a little something more to do with that than people thought. Maybe. And, you know, I think a lot of us thought the Cowboys job might be there, but then Mike McCarthy's not going anywhere. For reasons that only Jerry Jones knows, and even then I'm not sure he knows fully. I didn't feel like Belichick was ever going to be in the the Chargers conversation with all the, the reports that he wanted to stay on the East Coast. Right. And so they, they hire Harbaugh, one-time San Diego Charger quarterback. Man, Har- Harbaugh bounced around the league. As he was Bears, <laughs> Colts, Chargers... Was that it? Uh, or did he have, or was there like one or two more? I'm trying to remember. Those are the ones that come to mind first that he played for. Yeah, yeah, those are the ones that I'm just I'm looking up here. Oh, there's more than the Lions. He was at the Lions. How about that? He got cut though before the season, and then he was he was the Panthers in 2001, but he he didn't play for him. So. Primarily, Bears, Colts, the Ravens. The Ravens in '98. He was a Baltimore Raven. Where now his brother John is the head coach. Yeah, and then the Chargers. So Bears '87 to '93, Colts '94 to '97, the Ravens in '98, and then the Chargers '99 2000. Lions 2001 got cut for the season, then got picked up by the Panthers. Never played for him. So. By the way, uh, look out 2024, mark your calendars at some point because we don't know the exact date, but the Baltimore Ravens and the L.A. Chargers will meet in the regular season at, I believe, SoFi sometime this next NFL season. Should be interesting. Should The brothers Harbaugh will score off again like they did in the Super Bowl. Now, as far as you know, Thursday, Raheem Morris, yesterday, Raheem Morris uh, confirmed as the, the new head coach of the Atlanta Falcons after he was the interim coach and now will become officially the head coach. And uh, that's when they fired Dan Quinn, by the way, in 2020 is when Morris took over. So according to a source familiar with the Falcons and owner Arthur Blank, 
was that an element of realignment would have needed to take place inside the Falcons to maximize a Belichick hire. And that Arthur Blank was unwilling to change the structure of the organization to accommodate one Bill Belichick. Interesting. Very interesting. Very interesting. All right, 735. So, I, RJ, I don't disagree. I wouldn't be shocked to see him go, yeah, I'm... I'll sit back and see what's for me in, in 2025. Or he just might, you know, he might go into retirement and go, you know, I like this gig. And he might find some media stuff that he wants to do. Because he was really good during the NFL 100, um, yeah. all that coverage. Yeah, they did a, a nice job. So, I mean, that is there for him. People don't think of him in that regard. But when he's when he's been doing some work like that, studio work, not bad. No, it's very so, good. All right. So what was bad was last night, though. Yeah. Nuggets at Madison Square Garden. Yikes. It was. Uh, we have uh, we have audio from uh, from actually from last night. Uh, yeah. Nuggets go to New York and just get throttled last it night. Put well, Captain Insano shows no mercy. Exactly. And uh, nor uh, nor does uh, the New York Knicks either. And Dante DiVincenzo, who's the one who poked Nikola Jokic in the eye last night. Come on, Dante. What are you doing? And ended up uh, getting called for a flagrant foul. Good. Jokic, though, came back, scored 31 points. Um, the rest of the team scored a combined 53. Yeah. But um, Nikola Jokic last night, um, you know, it was pretty much Nikola Jokic and that was it because Denver didn't do a whole lot outside of, of Jokic last night. And then the eye poke, hopefully it's nothing serious. But Jokic said it was getting better, now it's getting worse after DiVincenzo poked him in the eye. And... Um, so you have to hope that's not something that turns into a, a problem. Jokic, 31 points, 11 rebounds. Did turn it over seven times last night. He was 13 for 18, didn't play in the fourth quarter when the game was out of reach. And the NBA with a afternoon tip against Philadelphia. Thanks a lot. Coming up on Saturday. So he's like, let's give him some extra rest. And um, we'll see where it goes with the, the whole uh, eye-poking incident for Nikola Jokic. But, uh, Will there be a fine? That's what I want to know. Yeah. Well, after the game, uh, Michael Malone, a little post Malone for you. Michael Malone talking about the loss last night uh, against the Knicks on the road. Well, we didn't make shots. I mean, uh, they made 15 threes. We made five. Uh, you know, Nicola was th- 13 for 18, and Aaron was 5 for 10. Uh, but aside from those two, you'd be hard-pressed to find anybody shooting the ball well tonight. So combination of their defense, combination of us um, just maybe not being ready to play the way we needed to, uh, combination of this being um, the last day of an 11-day road trip. I think you put all that into the blender, and uh, tonight is what you get. Did you feel like the legs were an issue from the get-go? I think in the 23-5 and fast break points, they were 
they had some open looks from three, especially in the first quarter and a few minutes in the second, too. Yeah, I mean, we, we played like a very tired team. We had 19 turnovers to 26 points, so you're not going to beat anybody on the road, especially a good team like that, uh, if you turn the ball over and fuel their break. 23 to 5 in transition points, as you mentioned. So, uh, yeah, not, not our best performance. We'll go home and regroup and get ready for uh, Philly. They did come up with a very impressive, tough win at Indiana mm-hmm. where Nicole Jokic had the triple-double. But uh, a tired basketball team. Denver drops to 31-15. and 15, And uh, they, like I mentioned, they get the 76ers tomorrow here on the team. Uh, rematch. The, the Sixers took care of them in Philadelphia. And uh, we'll have that uh, tomorrow on the team with pregame at 3 o'clock. Jason Kosminski with the call on that one. But uh, some good news in regard to Nikola Jokic, though, that uh, makes his, uh, as we mentioned in uh, What's Happening, his sixth straight All-Star game and named an All-Star, Western Conference All-Star starter with LeBron James, Kevin Durant, Luka Doncic, and Shea Gilgos-Alexander. So we'll see if uh, Jamal Murray will uh, end up on the Western Conference team. But uh, Jokic led the player in media voting, second in fan voting behind LeBron James. All right, uh, 740 Jim along with Cake today from the Bozarth Miller Chevrolet Buick Studios. The most trusted name in automobiles. Maybe an X-Factor player, too. I think Debo Samuel, not being if he's not available for San Francisco, hurts more than people think. They, they do have the luxury of McCaffrey and Kittle and Ayuk, and that's good. Those, yeah. But Samuel is a guy that just can, can do a variety of things provides the speed that Christian McCaffrey doesn't quite have. It's a tough matchup. And like I said, they're, they're, they're lucky they have those other weapons. But Samuel not being there potentially could be a problem for that offense. So if you got some thoughts on, uh, and then who do you want to see in the Super Bowl? Who are you rooting for? Are those of you that, hey, I don't really like the Chiefs. I'm a Broncos fan, but they're out of the AFC West, and I'm going to root for them. Are there any of you out there like that? Who are you rooting for this weekend to be in the Super Bowl? I think a lot of us are probably pulling for Detroit, except Skip Bayless. Yeah, well, you know, who cares I, what he says? I, well, Jared Goff doesn't, and you don't either. And nope. I don't know if they can get it done. I'd like to think, though, their ability to run the football. I think the Niners at times have showed a little, little, little crack in the armor when it comes to stopping the run. Jameer Gibbs and David Montgomery, that could be a, a big factor coming up on Sunday. So um, send us your thoughts, your predictions today on the team line, 970-242-1340. Coming up, uh, Delta Panther boys and girls are at Basalt tonight over on the Monkey. You can hear all that action uh, in Delta, 97.1 FM. Uh, Rob Ames, Delta coach, uh, sat down with Mark Cantor uh, to talk about uh, the games of the Longhorns. So we'll have that coming up for you. But it's uh, time right now for sound check. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. Julian Edelman was on a podcast with former teammates Tom Brady and Randy Moss and recounted the story of how Bill Belichick tried to inspire the team and how it ultimately backfired. Every offseason, we'd have some inspirational thing from Bill. This guy lays out an hour-long presentation on why Tiger Woods is Tiger <laughs> Woods. He's sitting there. You guys are over in Vegas in the offseason. This guy's 
hitting his seven iron. He's at the greens putting. And like three weeks later, the whole Tiger saga came out, right? <laughs> three weeks later, Randy, as soon as it came out, we're in stretch lines and Bill walking around, he got his little whistle and he's whistling or doing his little whistle twirl. And all of a sudden you hear in the, out of the out of left field, hey, Bill, hey, Bill. <laughs> you see Belichick, he just shakes his head like he knew exactly what it was. How about Tiger Whole <laughs> <laughs> team starts dying. Whole team's going crazy. Belichick got mossed. He got mossed. <laughs> got mossed. Only Randy Moss, it seems, hey, is the guy Bill. that. <laughs> Gotta love that too, right? Bill Belichick for all of the you know praise he's earned about how prepared he is as a coach. Couldn't have seen that one coming. <laughs> no, no. So you're saying Tiger doesn't spend all this time out <laughs> on the putty grade or at the range? He He's spends putting, putting around doing some other stuff, apparently. <laughs> oh. Playing a different kind of long game, I guess. I don't know. Hey. <laughs> I don't know. All right. Uh, 744. Is that, that too much? Is that too far? Oh, that was great. No. Okay, good. Okay. Perfect. All right, 744. And uh, Delta coach Rob Ames, uh, Mark Cantor, had the chance to talk with him. Uh, that's coming up next on the Jim Davis Show on the Team Sports Network. Touchdown every morning. Woo! The Jim Davis Show on Colorado's sports leader, the team. Talking Delta boys basketball with coach Rob Ames on the team. Rob, last Saturday was a... Huge win at Moffat County coming from behind 22 points and, in, in, you know, at the beginning of the third quarter and I think another big step forward for this program. Yeah, I was so proud of those guys. You know, they had every reason. Um, any human would have just said, well, okay, let's pack it up and, and we'll call it a night. But they didn't. They kept battling and kept scrapping and then pretty soon you could just start to feel it turn and then they just took it. Talk a little bit about the first half. Nothing really seemed to be be working there. No, I. Well, you know, all we said at halftime was, "Look, we, if we if we play faster, offensively, if we play harder defensively, and stop passing it to the bad guys, it could be different." And that's really what we did in the second half. What were you feeling when Tuck nailed that three pointer to go ahead? Yeah, I I just felt like. Um, that was it. I felt like that. Now, now we're now we're not going to look back. Um, I just I remember Clayton and I talked in the third quarter, middle of the way. I think we were still down eleven or thirteen, and I just we just said I said it's turning, it's turning. I can feel it. We're getting there. Just keep going, and that's what they did. That's what they did. Yeah, it was funny. It was just kind of like you said. It it it. You you just kept chipping away. Yep. You know that's kind of what I what I talked about during the game. You just kept chipping away and you know when I looked up at the score at the end of the third quarter and I said oh we're down by nine yeah. we're, we're doing this yeah. yeah and and it just it, it kind of just just happened yeah it was a big enough hole that when you're down nine at the end of three you feel like you're winning <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know yeah. but it was a big enough hole and they just uh, uh they just they just played great I'm so happy for them Specifically, Joe Black and J.P. Gallegos had uh, season highs in scoring. Talk a little bit about their contribution and, and how they've really kind of matured in the, the first part of the season. Yeah, and that's, you know, they we brought them up at the end of the year last year. Um, 
and they're good basketball players. And we know it. We know it because we spend two hours with them every night. Um, so when they started, both started heating up in the second half, we thought, okay, now we're getting somewhere because that's a lot of different people to worry about. Um, and those two, those two have really quick, unique styles of play, hard to guard. And by that time, they were just getting tired of guarding those guys. Uh, once again, looking now to the future, yep. uh, you guys are coming off this big emotional win um, to face a pretty good basalt team that you had mentioned to me you were kind of concerned about at the beginning of the yep. season uh, at their place. Yeah. Um, is this a should win or a could win? Who? This is a could win. This is a could win. I, 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 their length still scares me. That's what we got this weekend. It's the long weekend. Um, two two teams of a lot of length, um, but this is this is this is a could that I think if we play like we should in the first half, it'll become a should win in the second half. That's what I like to hear. Good luck, Rob. Thank you, Mark. All right, that's Mark Cantor with uh, Delta Boys basketball basketball coach Rob Ames. We'll have a coverage of both Delta Ban- uh, Delta Panther basketball teams at Basalt tonight, taking on the Longhorns. Pre-game at 5.15 for the girls. They'll tip it at 5.30, the boys, to follow tonight. Over on the Monkey, that's our Highway 50 game of the week. And uh, Mark will have that uh, for you from Basalt tonight. And you can listen to it in Delta at 97.1 FM. Uh, Delta at Basalt this evening, the Highway 50 game of the week. All right, uh, text from Dylan this morning. What if Sean McDermott gets fired and Bill goes to the Bills? That'd be hilarious. Bill with the Bills. As much people say he didn't, uh, Belichick had a ton to do with the Patriots winning those Super Bowls. He did. But there are also people who are saying, yeah, Brady also had a lot more to do with that than, than I think some people thought. Well, they just had, they could have got any, any guy to go in there and quarterback those teams. Now I know Tom Brady, as we, as we found out, and we, as we've seen over the course of time, whether you like Brady or not, Brady's one of the greatest, if not the greatest quarterback of all time. 100%. You may not say he's the greatest of all time, but if you you have to put him in that conversation automatically. I know they're athletically, there are guys who are far better, but Brady's numbers and how good he was into his late 40s. When he won a Super Bowl with an entirely different team, says a lot about Brady. And it's not like Belichick. It's not like it totally takes everything away from what Belichick did and those defenses that he orchestrated, but Brady's success away from him I think cast more doubt on, well, it was predominantly Bill Belichick and not Tom Brady. That Brady carried a lot more of the water, perhaps, than than people thought. But um, anyway, the rest of Dylan's text, uh, Ravens and Lions win. McKinnon has at least a three-point night tonight against the Kings. Let's let's go, Dylan. Exactly. As the uh, avalanche head into the all-star break. All right, so your predictions on Sunday's games with uh, Kansas City at Baltimore, and then it'll be Detroit at San Francisco. All the teams, with the exception of the Lions, have all played in a Super Bowl. So this will be interesting to see. Can the Lions get that that particular uh, um, mark erased that they've never been there to a Super Bowl? Some predictions this weekend. We'd love to hear from you. You can text or call us on the team line, 970-242-1340. So we'll have around the NFL coming up next hour. 
also on the program next hour. Leva Jackson-Wilson, River City Sportplex, will be in. We'll get his take on on the Avalanche. And Nathan McKinnon with the the uh, the four-goal game the other night and the first natural hat trick since Joe Sackick did it in 2003 for the Avalanche. And uh, just kind of the the state of the abs with Arturi Lekkanen now back. Uh, we'll, we'll have uh, Jackson Wilson. I believe Jackson will be in with us this morning at 8.20. And also uh, next hour as well on the program, uh, we'll have an interview I did with uh, Bud Merez, the first ever Fruita High School state wrestling champion. He'll be uh, one of the folks inducted into the Wildcat Hall of Fame coming up next Friday out at Fruita Monument High School. And, of course, 9 o'clock hour, uh, your conversation with uh, Mac Reniker. Yes. Uh, the uh, reigning conference defensive player of the year, along with, of course, the weekly defensive player of the year in the RMAC. Should be a great one tonight. Mavericks and Fort Lewis, two top 10 ranked teams going at it tonight, right here on the team, CMU Sports Network. Also, uh, where in the world is Tyler Franzen coming up next hour as well? Tough one today, easy one today. What do you, Can you give the, the pile a little quick preview? Um, I haven't quite put it together yet. Okay. We're going to we're going to do that during the break. Sounds good. That's on the way next.